October 30th, 2007. It's a Watt from Pedro show.
Difference to me, the people that she meets, she turns them into sideshows. They're just here for their amusement. That's not what I want to be, but I'm insanely jealous of you. Yeah, I'm insanely jealous of you. The night is black and thick. I wander past your window and I catch a cigarette thrown from a jewel encrusted hand. It comes on pretty quick. Exactly like a crocodile in search of a mirage across the undulating sand But I'm insanely jealous of you Yeah, I'm insanely jealous of you I don't know why the people want to meet When all they know is that they'll breed like rabbits in the end Cause ordinary people on the street, they never know But if they can't be rabbits, they'll be friends And I'm insanely jealous of the people that you see Insanely jealous of the people that aren't me I'm insanely jealous of you Yeah, I'm insanely jealous of you I just can't let it out This feeling of insanity is thicker than a barge Upon a shattered heap of coal I know what it's about Like crying from a nightmare And the one who lies beside you cannot hear to save a soul But I'm insanely jealous of the people that you know I'm Insanely jealous of the places that you go And I'm insanely jealous of you Yeah, I'm insanely jealous of you The damage that we do is just so powerfully strong They call it love And the damage that we do It just goes on and on and on Not long enough
cracked and dry The name is now illegible And everything is lost upon the cracked and blistered hull Beneath the yellow sky The lovers trip beside a ship But all I hear when they embrace is just a kiss of skulls And I'm insanely jealous of the people that you see And I'm insanely jealous of the people that I'm me And I'm insanely jealous of the places that you go And I'm insanely jealous of the people that you know And I'm insanely jealous of the hairs upon your path And I'm insanely jealous of the spiders in your path And I'm insanely jealous of the stains upon your sheet And I'm insanely jealous of the stuff inside your feet from Pedro Show. I'm doing it uh, here from San Francisco, California. Not Pedro, really. But uh, I'm here with my old and good friend, Lisa Rowland. Uh, say hi, Lisa. Hi, everybody. And uh, we just heard a song she picked by the Soft Boys called Insanely Jealous. And we started the show off with Cousin Mary an alternative take from John Coltrane. Now, I'll explain further, but a week ago, or eight days ago, I was in Atlanta, Georgia, to witness Boris gig, and I got to talk to the drummer at Suo before they played. So here's that little spiel right now. It's uh, October 22nd, 2007. Uh, I'm in uh, Atlanta, Georgia, uh, and I'm here with... uh, Atsuo. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Boris. Yeah, right, right. Uh, Atsuo. Uh, and, Boris. And my manager and translate. Ah, hey. yeah. Kanishiwa. Uh, Enju. And uh, we'll help with... Enju desu. Oh, Enju desu. Okay. Angela? Enju. Enju. Yeah, uh, I'm new to Boris. So the only thing new is me finding out about it. You ain't new. You Like 10 years you had the band? How many years? Fourteen years. Damn. See, and I've only known you in the last year. Okay. That's a trip. I'm out of touch a little bit because I uh, got my head up my ass. I don't know, but great, great band, great sound. Uh, I want to know how you started. Did you start with this sound? Like, let's go back 14 years. How many of you, there, there's three people in the band then? Same three? Another drummer. In the, in the beginning? ボーカル。You're a singer. 
uh, what, what was the scene? Was it like a, uh, a heavy, uh, hmm. reminds me when I was a teenager, some of this, hmm. uh, kind of acid rock kind of trip. Hmm. あ、そう、だったスクール。その時、今。あ、あったタイムフォンデストラテ。メルヴィンズのものは日本ですごく手に入りにくかったんだけど。で、Okay. He really tried to get Totally, very heavy. I had seen in South by Southwest yeah. in this year. So you see all the great, new Melvins. Great. You get this band going. You're the singer. The drummer bails. How long does he play with you? Two or three years. Then he left. Then he leaves. Mm. Why does he, why does he leave? えっと、ま、僕らほんとアートスクールでそれぞれ僕は映像専攻してたりとか、彼は陶芸にハマっていったんだよね。オッケー、あ、they <笑> ロクロ、ロクロ。ロクロ。ロクロ。ロクロ。ロクロ。ロクロ。ロクロ。ロクロ。ロクロ。ロクロ。ロクロ。ロクロ。ロクロ。ロクロ。ロクロ。ロクロ
and there's more room in the van. Mm. <laughs> Three instead of four. <laughs> so, I know what you mean. Do you guys make a record with the four man? This duo? No, no, back then. Ah, demo, just demo. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but no record. Because I'd like to hear some of the four men someday. Is it available? No, no. <laughs> I will never hear. Okay, that's <laughs> okay. Was it a lot different than this stuff? Yeah. Though the record I know is this pink. Oh, thank you. Primo, man. Much respect. <laughs> so uh, then you come down to a three. Hmm. You go to drums. Were you a drummer before? Yeah. Ah. So you put down the drums to be a mm, singer. Mm. And now he leaves. Mm. So now back yeah, to drums. Yeah, yes. So you're singing and playing drums? Yeah. Sing sing on drums. Yeah. And then At the time he was a main vocalist. Then it changed to Takeshi. Ah, bass. Mm. Yeah. And you don't sing anymore? Mm. Sometimes. Okay, but he does most of it now. Yeah. He's the guy I'm hearing mm. on paying attention. Okay, okay. So, uh, wow, so the band changes big time then, mm. in a way. Do you write the songs? Oh, studio de jam there. From jamming in studio. Okay. Jam. Mm. Jam. So it's mm. collaboration. Yeah. All three. Mm. You start with the beat. You start with the riff. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Start with the words. まあ、時々に... Every song different. Speaking of that, what's the lowercase, uppercase? Yeah, 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 yeah. Difference, right? いや、あの、僕らの中で全然違いはないんだけど。でもまあ、まあやっぱり客観的に見たらその、やっぱ全然内容一つの場面としてはすごく幅があると思うから、まあお客さんが買いやすいようにリスナーとかね。いや、same so they can choose easily lowercase voice or uppercase voice. Hmm. So they make um, <laughs> so they use two types. Of right. And what's lowercase voice? Mojinopolis.どういうものですか? It's something from center of rock to outside of rock. Okay. And uppercase bars? Coming into center of rock. From outside rock. Mm. Okay. <laughs> I'm into it. Very interesting. He, he always thinks about rock. Right. Well, what do you think of a progressive? Mm. Because I see the, the logos. Mm, yeah, this yeah, band, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know this band, yes. I love Roger Dean. Roger yeah. Dean, right? Totally. <laughs> so, so, is it in honor of him, or is it uh, to have fun? Hmm? I- ironic. What do you mean? Ironic. Ah, uh, he really loves 
You love Rodney. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so it's tribute, <laughs> tribute. Yeah, okay. yeah, tribute. Yeah. <laughs> when you come together and you make an album, the album is its own experience. ジャムとかインプロビゼーションして録音を毎回してて、で、まあ同時にアルバムが二つも三つも進行して分かれていく場合とかもあるし。Come out the one jam. Ah, so some stuff does overlap. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um. Yeah. How old are you guys? Oh. ちょっと待って、内緒って言葉がこれ録音されて多分放送されるよ。なんか、I'm <笑><笑><笑><笑><笑><笑><笑><笑><笑><笑> ま、ジュネンダイとかの音楽にいる。いや、もう最近もロジャーディンが大好きって言ったように、本当60年代後半から70年代の音楽すごい好きだし。Yeah, he also listened to 80s and early 90s music. Ah. So it's a total rock history. Right. That's the first punk uh, record I heard. Oh, really?。うちのベースのたけしも、ま、僕もパンクとかハードコアの影響すごい受けてて。ダベースたけしアンドアクソ、ボスオブザムワインフルエンスバイパンク。ハードコア。ああ。うん。Were Oh, with him. Oh, wow. Where were they called? Ah, uh, I can't say. Chaos UK, like. Um, ah, Chaos UK, is the Japanese band. What is the とりあえずカオス UK みたいな。It 
What was it like to be a Japanese punk band? あったりとか音楽で世界に力を与えてる感じがなんでとはオールオーバーザワールドエンドアンミーティングメニーピーポーエンドゲットメニーインフルエンスそうもともとそういうのがないから外国からのそういうのを聞いてやってたっていうえっ
1枚アブソリュートを2枚かな Can you do that in Japan? You get in a van and you go town to town and everybody knows their own little scene. There's three cities. That's the whole tour. Wow. In Japan, there's a lot of hard core scenes that are connected to the band. There's a lot of hard core scenes that are connected to the band. ではもうファッショナブルなパンクとか、まあ、スカとかそういったものは売れてるけど。プロモーションフィーバジェット<笑>あ違うあの日本のインディーとメジャーレーベルで。
いやだからそういう意味で音楽じゃなくてもいろんなシーンにそういうマインドを持った人はまあいるし I agree. I have a lot of friends.、Mm. They don't play bass. They don't make the music. But to me, they're a really important part、mm. of the whole deal. I draw a lot of influence from them. Yeah, did you ever listen to、uh, Coltrane, Jazz? Ah, Jazz is Coltrane. Only Coltrane. Because I never heard Coltrane till、mm. punk. I found out it, was ha- it happened way earlier. And... So what? I'm going to go to Jazz. マイフェイバリットシングスみたいなすごくポピュラーな曲を、ね、カバーしたりとかすごく面白い、まあ、活動してたよねこれコルトレーンのねーフリージャズからすごくポピュラーなああフェイバリットシングスいやいやいや Took that、uh, sound of music song、mm-hmm. and then turned it inside out、mm-hmm. Right Minuteman, one tour before every gig, we played all Ascension in, in、uh, 1985.、Oh. Every gig, we would play all of Ascension before、mm-hmm. we went on stage、mm-hmm. because we wanted to teach the kids or make them aware that it was about freedom and anarchy, not、uh, yeah, style, genre.、Mm-hmm. That was up to each band. And when you get with your guys, that's where it counted, we're there. But not for a scene,、mm-hmm. too、uh, suffocating. うん、日本には全然本当シーンと呼べるものはあるのかなって感じがするね。He's wondering if there is something called scene in Japan. あ、うん、いや本当にまあアメリカにしてもヨーロッパにしてもいいってすごく違うなって思うのそういう部分も。Big difference between Japan and US or Europe. Yeah. What about collaboration? Mm. Because you got this cat with you tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you've done it before with other cats.、Uh, Sano. Keiji Haino. Sano. What are you talking about? Keiji Haino. Keiji Haino. Keiji Haino. No, I'm new, I'm learning. でもそれを聞く人たちはそれぞれのバンドをどちらも聞いてたりはしなかったりするし。そうだねもうアーティストとアーティストのつながりだけであってそのシーンって呼べるものではない多分ね just a connection between artist and artist it's not seen ああ so you say the separation between audience and band さんとかはまあここアメリカではさんとともになんかあるシーンにいるなっていう感じはちょっとするんだけど日本では全くそういう感じがない
But it's important for bars to collaborate with other people. It keeps band fresh. Yeah, yeah, more yeah, adventure. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. It's fun to meet people and do something interesting. Yeah. 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 Interesting. When I collaborate, I find I'm learning from the person I'm playing with. Mm. Yeah, that's very interesting for me. Mm. Not only music, um, they can see the other people's life through playing with other members. Does Boris change? Yeah, yeah. To them? Yeah. Yeah, friend of mine he lives now in Tokyo and he said you did something with Merzbao mm. yeah what was that like Merzbao what kind of band is it? well Akita is a solo of Masami Akita it's about the same age as you うん、すっごいロックが好き。すっごいロックのコレクションがいいなって。ピンクフロイドも見てるし、レッドゼッペリンも見てるし、グランドファンクも見てるし、リアルにロックを知ってる人だから、まあノエルみたいにロックの先生
レコーディングはその作品が終わるまでわざと栗原さん会ってないからねあギターボイスギタープレイヤーわたえみちお栗原 didn't see each other to the recording finish Wow. <笑><笑>いろんなやり方でいろんな音楽の生まれ方があってそれすごくそれぞれ面白い There are many ways to make music. 予想してなかったことなのでそうねいやいやいや What do you have plans? What's your new, next plans? Are you already thinking? あもう新しいアルバムも1枚も取り終わっててそれが春ぐらいに出るから They finished recording それは僕らがもうほとんど撮ったバックトラックに入れてもらってオーバーダビングしてもらって2人ともうん They overdubbed what Boris was already done、うん、ああ OK So you kind of came up the tunes separate from them、うん、and then they heard it reacted、うん、Do you have ideas of people you would like to collaborate with in future? 個人的に Like man I would want to play with that this 個人的にか、yeah. 個人的にか個人的にかあれ個人的にか向こうからどうのじゃなくても自分からあげたいデビッド・ギルモアやってみたいねデビッド・ギルモアデビッド・ギルモア Does Boris have a vision? Vision of music, or is it always changing? Or is there a Boris vision? The vision is to change. To change, okay. Because I'm wondering, is it, is, there's a sound of Boris, right? There is a Boris sound. 世界と共にある重要だね。な、うん、僕らは。So、sing, is he singing Japanese? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's probably why I'm having trouble understanding. なるべくその海外のリリースには英訳したトランスレートしたものをスタジオはするようにしてるんだけど。They are trying to put a translated lyrics. Ah,、uh-huh. but you, you never want to sing in English. 英語で歌いたくはない。そうだね。やっぱり。ニュアンスとかいろんなことを考えると僕らがいつも使ってる日本語が一番
Japanese language. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I have no problem with that. What about the drum? Do you like Mitch Mitchell? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Who's your favorite drummers? Drama yori, yepa Iggy Pop to ka, Nick Cave to ka. Drama yori, so you still touch in Homer, Suke, Joe, Ketan. He is influenced by Nick Cave and Iggy Pop, rather than drummers. Ah, singers. Wow, that's interesting. That's interesting. Some people say they don't listen to anyone. So. He, he's not interested in drama. Oh, wow. Do you practice? When you play, it's just when you're playing with boys. Yeah. No practice. No practice. <laughs> no, it's okay. <laughs> you rack a discipline. <laughs> no. やっぱり本当他のメンバーとファズのペダルを探すのがすごい楽しかったりとかランドさんの全体の方がすごい興味がある。He so in rock music, you don't think drums is part of band? Right? If you don't have a good drummer, you ain't got a good band? Because I think Boris has great drums. And they're very... The heart. I mean, it would be way different without with a different drummer. That's why I'm curious about the four man with the other drummer, how the sound of Boris was. Oh. I almost think it's a foundation, fundamental, the drum. ドラマがすごく興味があるし、まあドラマはすごい基本になる音楽基本になる。うん。だからそのアイスルロックをアイスルがゆえにその嫌いにならなきゃならないと思うんだけど、どんどん切り捨てなきゃならない部分もあるから
only role available. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no one else will do it, I'll do it. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> That's a trip. And it just came to you. It just came to you. You didn't have to work at it. It just came to him. He put the sticks in his hand and it came out. あ、ストック持って叩いてる。多分ドラミングっていうよりはもう少しイギーポップとかニックケイブが歌ってるようなその動きに近いんじゃないか。踊りとか。So you get a feeling and you just look, try to let it come out while you're playing. It's not just patterns. Interacts. Mm. Interact with audience mm. to get their feeling. Yeah, yeah. Because, like, you hear Stooges' song, you don't hear Scott Ashton. Mm -hmm. You just hear Iggy. Yeah. You're hearing the drums, huh? Right. Yeah, man, that's interesting. Because, see, my wish is to be able to play drums. It's difficult. Mm. It is a dance. <laughs> That's why I'm saying, how did it come? It just came? You just put the sticks in your hand and it came out? He said he can't play drums. Wow. Okay. Everyone gets opinion. I think it plays really well. And I ask this because people tell me, Boris is guitar band. But I think drums are like huge in Boris. Oh, thank you huge and it is you're right it's not this uh, like almost drum machine click track thing mm. no it's not this mm. it's this vocabulary that's uh, all over uh, and speaking with the other also the bass too yeah. There's a lot of rhythm involved, and who is most honest about the role but the drummer? This is what it is. Everybody else, uh, technique, some virtuoso, look all these notes, which I find interesting about Boris too, because for what they call uh, uh, metal, hard rock, or whatever. <laughs> Did you like that word metal? Yeah, yeah. 
is okay, that label. I mean, I hate labels, period, because music's music. But they don't do all... You, there's not a lot of this in Boris. He thinks it's interesting, but they can't play like that. You know, it's almost... We're going to serve the, not the person, personality, huh? The, 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 the group is the most important thing. Even the song is the most important thing. Everything served yeah, the song. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> まあでも俺ライブだと俺が俺がみたいになってるよね。ま、ヒヒスライクショーイングオフヒスドラムズ。いや。ライブショーイング。テクニックじゃなくてね。あの、not then yeah, over there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Better than Japan. Harder to do it over there. Hmm. 今日はやっぱ違うし、ま、日本のオーディエンスは日本のオーディエンスですごく僕らも楽しんでる部分があるし、うん。ハードトゥセイ。ツアーでセイ。うん。オブディライクモストアバウトプレイングヘア。アメリ
未来がない感じ今は、うん、世界も世界的にもミュージシャンズは interested in old things not, not for future あいや、うん、yeah. Yeah, I agree. 普通の人もね全然日本で普通に生活してたらそんな音楽ってほとんど聞く機会ないよね。So it never comes into your own music?、Mm. No. <laughs> no. I'm just curious. So, no, no. America, Europe, and you knew Sarita, Rock, and so on. So, you know, 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 Yeah,、mm. but you know, I'm saying this、uh, Tokai and、uh, Shamisen, and、mm. that never <laughs> just. Then, then, say, Katsunia, me, Jackson, I am. Nihon, no. We don't have that kind of music in our life. It never was there.、Mm. But you don't look back to your own sounds. Nihon, Jim, cultures. Jibun, Tachino, Bunka, or Son Choshinai, t u k a まあ、僕自身もそうだけど。カルチャー、ミュージック、ヒストリー。っていうか、うんまあ、日本人とも思ってないっていうか、そういう感覚が俺は強い。日本人が俺が。俺はね。He もうすごく日本の文化自体が輸入されたもので出来上がった時に育ってる世代だから。
Some people think little girls should be seen and not heard, but I think... Oh, bondage! Up yours! One, two, three, four! started off there with uh, Boris doing Hama and uh, yeah the end of uh, or most of the first hour there we uh, we <laughs> I played you an interview I did with Atsuo I guess this week at least it's here and uh, um, very interesting talking to him and uh, getting his take on uh stuff going on in his land and his band and his music and his impressions of the U.S. and the very significant problem of broken toilets. We're working on that. Oh, yeah, and uh, being able to see the other guy's foot. What was that guy, that senator from Idaho? I don't, I don't remember his name, but yeah, there was some code he used with his feet, yeah, supposedly. Then, then he denied it. Yeah, oh, yeah, big time denied it, but was busted several times in the same similar situation, and his wife right? even backed him up and said it was mistaken identity. Okay. So I guess you don't have that problem in Japan, <laughs> because the feet can't be seen. 
but I don't know. I I can't remember the heads too well over there. But God, I was just there, but I have to pay closer attention. And then we uh, played a song uh, that Lisa picked, Oh, Bondage Up Yours, an old one from X-Ray Specs, Polystyrene singing, and Laura Logic on the sax. We, uh, you also played, uh, picked a song on the first hour, uh, Soft Boys, from the old days, too. Um, Let's tell them how long ago the old yeah, days the old are. Days. 30 no, years, okay, known, those are old days. <laughs> I've known Lisa a long time. Lisa's one of the first punk rock ladies in San Pedro, California, and it was that way for quite a while. <laughs> Me and my uh, sisters. You gotta forget. Right, don't forget the right, Roland sisters. Right, Nanny. Um, I first met Lisa in 1977. 78? No, 77, Michael. It's been okay. 30 years, yep. 77. And uh, I was. Uh, well, she was already working there. She was uh, working at the uh, parking lot at birth 94 and 95 under the Vincent Thomas Bridge there in San Pedro. Uh, by the Catalina Terminal and also by the cruise ships. Some of you might know some show that was on stupid television back then called Love Boat, and they would film the opening sequence there, uh, Princess Cruises. And anyway, Lise was already working there, um, taking, uh, you know, people's money after they... uh, Parked the car over from visiting Catalina, and I got another job. I was already scrubbing pots and pans at the uh, hospital, San Pedro Peninsula Hospital. Uh, it's a Catholic thing now, right? A little company That's married. It's pretty famous, too, I heard. Uh, hospital there. But uh, I got another job at the same time. I ended up doing three jobs. I think you were. You were, but, you were sickly back then. Yeah, I gave so. myself pneumonia doing it because I put myself <laughs> through school, too, college. And doing the band. And so I, I meet Lise there. And I had just been working at Jack in the Box. Right. Right, with D. Boone. Yes. On 6th Street there in Pedro. No, on Gaffey. At Gaffey, Sixth Street, Gaffey, yes. At 6th Street. And, um, or between 6th and 7th, <laughs> oh, to be more yes. accurate. And uh, that's where her sister Nanny was working. And, uh, well, you know the story. Um like, there was no punk rockers yet, but you were uh, both kind of amazed. Because this is your pre-punk. This is when you had the big frizzy hair. Yeah, this is when I was still like, wore baggy in my hippie, hippie stage, clothes. My, my unisex. <laughs> and they were both, uh, you should tell the story, how they both thought, thought it incredible they were working with punk guys. Like Nanny. Yes, I think we called you the two only punk odd guy. guys. Yeah. Two differently odd yeah. guys. But it didn't click until... That we knew each other. <laughs> yes, they didn't it, know we knew each other. They just thought they each knew the only weirdo. I was telling my sister about these two, these guys, and she was telling me about yeah, these guys. Yeah, because when I worked at the Jack with D. Boone, Nanny hadn't, wasn't working there. And you're unaware of D. Boone, <laughs> and you both are thinking that you know the only punk rockers... In, Pedro. in the world. <laughs> well, <laughs> in the world. But well, come on, Pedro is a small town, okay? <laughs> okay, our world. Our world, that's it. And they didn't, you didn't really realize that we knew each other and we had a band, you know. <laughs> so, so 
Yeah, you, um, I remember you wanted to know about this music I was into. And you gave me my, my first cassette tape. Yes, cassette tape, because that's what we had back in right. those days. Because what, I, I, you knew I was into something different because uh, I looked... You look different, yes. Definitely. <laughs> and, what, and, what, and there wasn't a lot known about punk. No, Did you punk know about rock it? in San Pedro, punk rock, we were still in our um, David Bowie, old Rolling Stones. I mean, you got to remember that San Pedro was not a music hub. So when, when you guys came on, it was just like a breath of fresh air for me and my sister. It was like, oh my God, here's... Two guys that are are so into yeah, but what we they're ain't doing. Up to the two guys yet. Yeah, still okay, the well, one you know guy. What? Okay, well let's get to the two guys because that's the part I remember. No, the one guy first. <laughs> yeah, well, okay, that's you, of course. It's you are the one I think. No, it, it's just it's you and me and Natty and Dee Boone because she's getting turned on to music from Dee Boone. Okay, yes, I See, forgot the record universe. Right, that's it. You know what? I forgot. You are totally right in that. And uh, I tell you about me being in a band. Right. That's when you were the you didn't reactionaries. Realize, yeah, we were called the reactionaries. You didn't realize that um, me and Dee Boone, this guy that was working with your sister, was in the band with this guy you were working with what? at the parking lot. Exactly. Okay, I'm with you now. And then uh, I guess it came together, right? Yeah. You figured you figured it out, and what happened uh, eventually was um, I get D Boone working at the parking lot. So, yeah, he's in the booth, falling asleep, not letting the cars out. <laughs> Remember that? Yeah, because he the first gigs he got was graveyard ones. He, yeah, you guys were both putting in a lot of hours, the band and everything. Yeah, you guys were really burning the candles at both ends back and, in those days. Yeah, uh, you mean. George Hurley, because he's the drummer. Yes. Right. You uh, kind of are into this music. What about the haircut? Right oh, away, the you get the One thing haircut. punk rock afforded you was you could be unattractive and still just fit right in with everybody. So my haircutting process was like we would sit around with Martin Tamburovich. Right, he was the singer of the Reactionaries. Uh, yes, the and we would piece. we would sit around in his house, and we'd get bored, and we just like let's cut our hair, and we had great fun. We spent every weekend, Michael, together for years, and yeah. when we didn't see each other play, we were together on the park on Sunday. Yeah, a lot it of was chow outs at Pedro. It was small, fun. I wouldn't change any of it except, of course. Losing Dennis. <laughs> yeah, of course. But but we uh, would get the music from uh, Zed. Oh, London, we, right? Michael would go into Zed Records and buy albums like Crispy Ambulance because of the title. That's what I loved about you. You exposed us to such different. I didn't know what it was. You didn't because you were buying it just from the look and the title. Right. I remember. Right. Then we went to. I was having knee surgeries oh, and yeah. lived, went back to live with my house, and Lisa and her sister lived there too. Yeah. For a little while while I was in the cast. Oh, that was. Moved from um, Gaffey and 22nd up there, and then. Michael has his sweetest mom. <laughs> she was a saint. She afforded we, all this, Michael, yeah, you she know? Didn't, she didn't really have a, a problem with the. No. 
us being in the punk. But what about your parents? My parents had a bit... Well, Michael, of course they blame you, which now, as everybody knows, you are the person who introduced us. But, um, no, my parents had three daughters, and we were raised Catholic. Matter of fact, I went to Catholic school. So my parents didn't take it well when we started bringing home our albums. Yes, albums. And playing the stuff. And my mom and dad thought, what have we done to deserve this? And the haircuts. Oh, the haircuts, the clothes, just everything. But I wouldn't have, I wouldn't change anything for the world. Yeah, and now yeah. it's just like... Now what about the gigs? The gigs were five bands for five dollars. Yes, that was the day, folks. When you could see five bands for five dollars. And um, it was kind of scary, let me tell you. Being a woman... When you're he- when you're going with the Minutemen and the headlining band's Black Flag, the crowd was a little more aggro than I would have cared for. I was more into, you know, when we went to see The Slits or Blurt or X. But uh, we were just glad, my sister and I, that we had our guys with us because we got to see and do things that... Well, Kenny made a band. Oh, yes, but I remember every time Ken Starkey uh, played, he got sick to his stomach, so he uh, was short-lived. He was in a band with Martin and... With Martin the Plebes. And Gino Pusta. And then he sat in for one Descendants gig. Yeah. And then he was so sick, he couldn't deal with it. Right. So, yeah. And the Plebes were kind of interesting, man. I think Kenny played guitar, and uh, Martin was on sax, and Gino sang and played clarinet. Yes, which... Wrote a lot of songs about... Uh, the horse track? <laughs> what he knew best. <laughs> I think that was it, the horse track. Were you at the gig at Croatia Hall where they threw oh, up? <laughs> where they threw, they threw well, eggs at us? Please went on first and got to play their own Where they told us to get out of their well, town? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and my mother's Croatian, yeah, so it was kind of sick. a double whammy. And we, in fact, we had come down from playing the Roxy, opening for when X. we were loved. <laughs> and got... Maybe two, three songs in before they threw us off, threw us out. Yeah, San Pedro. I was Pedro. in a cast at that point. I was pissed off in a way, a little bit. San Pedro wasn't exactly the kind of uh, warm environment. Then you went and lived with Kenny and D Boone for a oh, while. Oh yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like I said, I I've done my time. <laughs> my old pet. What, what 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 was that like? That was we we lived next to a biker bar. Was a right? Yeah, you weren't in Pedro. No, no, we lived next to a biker bar. Yeah, and D Boone would wash our dishes in the shower, which was interesting. But like I said, that was D Boone, and you loved him no matter what. And then remember our trips to Mexico when you wrote that <laughs> felt like a gringo. And he wrote Corona. And you guys got so sunburned on your recently shaved heads. Yeah, because we cut our heads, boss. See, we were into the haircut. <laughs> but now George, he got smart. Well, he, he had a haircut, but it was weird. I think that was the beginnings of the uh, unit. But it wasn't bald-headed, which was his idea. <laughs> yeah. I remember when we showed up at the gig, it was like, what? Why ain't you bald? <laughs> <laughs> because, <laughs> he told us to do it. <laughs> <laughs> it was a Joanna Went gig at the Whiskey. Oh, yeah, geez. that was funny. That good was times, funny. good times. Yeah. Now, uh, and the <laughs> uh, why would you be part of a scene that wasn't so big and popular? Well, because at the time, remember, you had two ways to go. 
Disco, not an option. And when you guys came along, it was just, it was the energy and how you guys just loved doing what you were doing. All that just made for such a, you never knew what you were going to experience. And that's what made it so fun. Because it wasn't a dull moment in musical history by any stretch. And at the time, music was pretty damn dull. So punk rock changed my life and also saved me musically. <laughs> what bands did you like then? Well, we, well, let's put it this way. I went to see Throbbing Gristle. That, that was a, a gig that I will never forget. The Slits, Per Ubu. I mean, those we saw, uh, Cabaret Voltaire, all these bands Michael turned me on to. And then you had the Alley Cats, you had the, the local scene, you had, what's her name before, the Go-Go's before they all had plastic surgery. So, and then the women were into the scene, and I like that, because you saw a woman playing a bass, like, yeah. boom, 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 and it was just the energy... And I you guess guys, the, the fl black flag that was never my scene. was more the hardcore. Yeah. And that was dominated mostly by, I still say punk rock consisted of a lot of lonely guys that needed a lot of physical contact. How many gigs do we go to together, Michael? Hundreds. Yeah, yeah. I mean, hundreds. And well, no, no two were ever the same. Where were you? Where were you working at the time, right? Um, I went to work while... This we were, is after the parking lot. I went to work for a corporation yeah. called Computer Sciences Corporation. Well, how'd they dig? They did not cuts. dig. Matter of fact, um, I was called into the office, and because my hair was all cut extremely short, matter of fact, people would want to touch it when I was out in public, which really uh, amazed me. Or they thought I was a vegetarian. I don't know where that came from. But... Um, they called me into the office and said, maybe I need a psychiatrist. And I said, well, I'm already seeing one for family issues. But they uh, came up with a corporate dress code because of me. But they couldn't fire me because I did my job. But that's how being a punk rock in those days was hard work and tough because people were not very kind in what they would say to you. And that always amazed me. What people would come up and ask me. The best story I have is I went out to eat and this lady calls me over. She goes, oh my gosh. She goes, how are you feeling? And I said, what do you mean? She goes, my daughter just went through chemotherapy too. <laughs> and I went, oh my gosh. I go, no, I don't have, I'm not chemotherapy. This is my boyfriend cut my hair. <laughs> you can't make this stuff up. <laughs> So it was tough, but you know what? Like I said, Michael, if I had it to do all over again, it's a part of my life that I will look back on fondly okay. and with pride. Okay, we got some more music, right? Yonder on the horizon 
horizon Yonder on the horizon Stop the mighty river Stop the dancing dry Distant thunder rumble Distant thunder rumble Rumble hungry like the beast Beast it cometh, cometh down Beast it cometh, cometh down The beast it cometh, cometh down Whoa, whoa, whoa Too below Oh, my God. 
Watt from Pedro Show. We started off that segment with Tupelo by Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds. That was a tune you picked, Lise. Yes, it was. Why? Because, once again, Nick Cave... Uh, well, we saw him with a birthday party. Remember, Michael? Yeah. We were there, and he was... Um, well, it was an amazing show. His music is just... He's one of those guys who's been hurt by women and sings about it and call that shallow, but I kind of like that part. But also that Tupelo song we all know is about Elvis, uh, Elvis's little brother that never was, who passed away when he was born, Elvis um, Presley, that is. But uh, my sister's a big Nick Cave fan, so whenever I hear his music, I think of Nanny. He's one of those performers that if you get a chance to see him live, He's definitely worth it. And he's been consistently putting out very good music since the days of the birthday party, I think. You remember that gig? Oh, I remember that now, gig. Now, you just seen him with this new band called Grinder Man. Yes. Now, what's the difference between that gig back then and this one you just saw? Well, he seems to be a lot happier. So, once again, he's not, he's not, as, tor- he's not as tortured of a soul as he used to be. So, to me... I like the new stuff, but I still look forward to the old stuff only because I personally didn't think it was maybe as deep and gut-wrenching, at least to me. That was my take on it. Henry Rollins was there. He said it was one of the best shows he's seen. And his imagery... Have Have you read... Yeah, he's written some books, huh? Yes. I've read a couple of the books. I didn't read The Angel and the Ass, but the King Inc. books I did. But to read the words... And then just see a company with his drawings, that he, how he goes about doing it. He's just definitely one of those singers that... Do you remember that birthday party gig, the bass player, Tracy Pugh? He's wearing the cowboy hat. I just remember when he was... You don't remember, remember him was, grinding his hips? Yeah, and then remember and Nick was just so wasted on stage and he just kept pulling at the side of his hair and like yeah. on his knees was, the whole time. Yeah, I was kind of into that bass yeah. player. After uh, Nick, we heard a nice butterfly mass by Sunburned Hand of the Man. And um, I think they might... Thurston knows something about him. I I got to see Thurston last night with his solo project. I mean, he's got a band. Steve Shelley's on the drums. He's got a violinist. Another guitarist, Chris from Common. Bass player, uh, really nice guy from uh, No Neck Blues Band. And then um, Thurston's playing acoustic guitar. And it was very interesting, very restrained, very uh, trippy. It was still Sonic Youthy. Right. But different. Not, as, not as loud. <laughs> Wasn't as loud, no. Right. It was restrained with yeah. this acoustic thing, but it was really, really good. And. Uh, Day after tomorrow, he's playing Halloween at a pizza pad in Visalia, and he asked me to play solo bass for 10 minutes. He wants me to do Young Man Blues, the Mose Allison song, for 10 minutes before they go on. So I thought it was going to be the first Halloween I hadn't played in many, many years. Oh, where's your pumpkin? I'm going to have to find a pumpkin, <laughs> cut the bottom out. It's funny, I got... Uh, the word from Money Mark and John Wicks, which are two of Los Pumpkinheads, because last Halloween I was playing in Pedro at Sacred Grounds Coffee House with Pumpkin on my head. 
but sitting down. Oh, thank goodness. Yeah. Sit down. <laughs> You're kidding. I've done a lot of pumpkin head gigs. Oh, yes. I mean, not lost pumpkin heads, but that's a guy gigs thing. with pumpkins on my head. Carved out pumpkins. Well, I like the way it tastes. Yeah, well, not standing next to you after a few hours. Yeah. Pumpkins aren't And kind. then uh, finally we played this song, uh, I'm Not Gonna Teach Your Boyfriend How to Dance With You by the Black Kids. So, uh, which... So there. We were talking about in the old days, you'd just get the record because of the title. Come on, Crispy Ambulance. Who would have thunk? You know, I played some a couple shows ago. I found some somehow. Well, Zed was the only place, but because remember No, no, I'm telling you, recently I found some Crispy Ambulance. Oh. I don't know if it was recent Crispy. It might have been from those old days, too. A lot of those bands, you never know where they came from or where they went or what it was up. Sometimes they'd play over here, but a lot of times... The foreign bands. Yeah. Blurt was one of those bands, I think. I think that we, we saw Blurt with uh, Flesh Eaters and The Fall, right? Which, once again, The Fall, one of my favorite of all times. Yeah, great yeah. band. But I remember that gig. I mean, I might be wrong here, but uh, didn't he, like, stare at the kick drum the whole time? <laughs> you know, he turned his back to us. That's he turned I mean. his back to the yeah. He had his back to the audience, <laughs> and remember the stage only hit you waste time. Yeah, yeah. So he was standing. There's some there. weird thing downtown. It wasn't regular. No, it was we weird. Gigs. Yeah. And uh, the we Devi- saw and uh, Flesh Eaters was a trippy version. It had uh, a couple of the guys from the Blasters and John Doe was in it, of course. Christy. Well, Christy yeah. was his project. I saw them recently. They, they were, were really right good. I remember that gig. Yeah. Who, who'd you see recently? Uh, the Flesh Eaters played recently at the at Slim's here. And who was in the band? Uh, Dave Alvin. John oh, was that version? Yeah. Okay. And Chris. And then, of course, I don't. You know, I'm not good with the drummer. But I was, was it Bill Bateman. I think it was the original. If they're all still with us, hopefully. Um, I. You know, I got was, to do a gig with Don Bonebreak, the ex drummer. <gasps> Yeah. Great, great music. He, uh, you know what? Like Nanny man. said he was a nice man. Always a yeah, nice man. Beautiful yeah. man. John Doe's always to been nice. I play with him and this uh, violin player named Chris Murphy about a year ago in some uh, incest. Ooh, Sierra Madre up by the foothills and just making up songs. Speaking of an improv tour uh, thing, I'm going to do two weeks in Japan in February. Where I improvise songs with a cat named Kramer with two drums, I mean two uh, bass basses. He wants to play like a fuzz bass, uh-huh. and then play with a drummer. And I think at least some of the gigs we're going to get to play with um, Shiko from Migu. So it's uh-huh. going to be very interesting. I, all my uh, gigs in Japan have been big rock things, right. so this time I get to check out their smaller, their smaller underground. And, yeah, so yeah. check that. The, the whole improvised thing when you go out there. You just got to. Uh, make oh yeah, stuff I've been. Up. A, yeah. <laughs> oh, I've been to enough of your jams. As I the Minutemen used to have little jams inside the set, but they're tiny. <laughs> yeah, then people would get confused. Remember, the, <laughs> the pit would stop, and everyone would run around aimlessly until you guys kicked back in. <laughs> it's like my boyfriend said. It, nobody really knew how to take your music because you guys were so unique compared well, to the hardcore. I wanted to ask you about. Uh, your take on D Boone's guitar playing. D Boone I remember one time I D Boone was in my in my kitchen with his shoes off 
And my dad walks in and he goes, oh, that's Dean Boone. I just finished his sixth hot dog. And I remember taking the radio and turning it, and Dee Boone played every song that he heard on that radio. He was truly gifted. He had an ear for music. Uh, he was just a presence. He was truly a presence on stage. You liked him because he could and copy his, songs. Oh, he didn't know. He didn't know. <laughs> I didn't like him because his songs were not so much happy. It's the way he moved around and danced and made you happy yeah. to watch him. Yeah. Plus, he had the, the most tease. tapered fingers that afforded him that ability to play finger well, he was a painter, and, too, oh, you know. Stage presence, once he started dancing, man, there was just something. I was listening to King of the Hill would you, would, the other day. What do you think? Bunny Hop? Oh, Bunny, bunny Hop, yes. Bunny Hop. Bunny Hop. Not but a song, Michael, but I had a, a, see, a, I, a presence. Huh? To this day... I can close my eyes and picture exactly your your guys' facial features, your foot, your George's hair, George's drum, how you held your breath and did the how did Boone bounce? I saw you so many times. I can picture it with every song, and that's a I memory know, but I'm that I love. Explain it because they can't look inside your. Okay, face. okay. Well, basically. You know how guys, when they, when they, when they, you see a, a, guitar, a musician play, he usually has something that he either does with his mouth to keep the beat, or his foot, or George Hurley used to spin his hair around in a circle. But you guys had certain little dances and poses. I, I don't want to call them poses, because then posers. <laughs> but, like, you would hold your breath to where your cheeks look like Miles Davis, and we would think you're going to pop. And then Dee Boone would be bouncing back and forth and just moving around like he weighed 100 pounds, not close to 250 or 3. Why? I, I could still picture you guys how you looked on stage. Well, Dee Boone was, he was a little large. I, you know, that large. 200? Come okay. on. Yeah. Not three. Come on, we remember we remember the short pants. Remember the camouflage? <laughs> Those outfits we wore. Remember when we had the party outfits? and we all wore the records on <laughs> We had good times. It was fun. And then we go to Pink's after. Life was Ciao. good. And you put a couple hot dogs in your pockets and we'd get in the push cart and we'd drive home, you, me, and Nanny. Those were good times, good times. More music. Okay. Oh, shit. 
had a song Lisa picked called 80s by Killing Joke. Yeah, we saw them at the Whiskey, right? Yeah. I, I don't think they were playing that. I think they are playing stuff like war dance. Right, exactly. I think you went and saw them twice in that one week. Did you I? Really, yeah, I think you were, in there. you were a little bit more hardcore than I was. I don't think I saw... No, I mean, they were okay. And what's funny about Killing Joke, I think I only saw them once, but that sound got copied by a lot of bands. They were good, but I don't think I ever saw them again, in fact. I remember the 80s song later on, but that was a few years later. They're like the Stranglers. Uh, I wish I would have seen them. Stranglers? Yeah, we did. It was Stiff Little Fingers, I guess. Saw them once. A lot of them England bands, we saw their first tour. Remember Gang of Four? Gang of Four. They were, they, you know, they played, um, I saw them in I did a thing. But you know what, like, second record or stuff, I wouldn't be into them as much. You know, they seem like regular rock bands. I just uh, um, was on a CMJ panel in New York City, Mm -hmm. and it was on The Clash. And I was, Dave Marsh was a moderator and stuff, and I was very honored to be asked to be part of that. But I told them I only really knew the first album, that Green record, you know. and I I just didn't know that that music so much. Nothing against anybody. And October 30, 2007, it's the third hour of the Watt from Pedro show. Here's part 10 of Jack Flanders and Tropical Hot Dog Night. I knew you'd be back. Well, you were right about that. Hey, Fritzy, a Wiener Schnauzer for Big Boy. Yeah, yeah. Couldn't find your way? Uh, the streets aren't the same. I'll tell you a secret. It just seems that way. Oh, it's it's all in my mind. Isn't everything? <laughs> what appears to be coming at you is coming from you. Your Wiener Schnauzer? Well, thanks, Fritzy. So, um, tell me, Wolf. How do I get out of this? You talking about this bar, or this town, or this island? All of them. You'll get out when the monster gets tired of playing with you. That's when the fog leaves? That's right. And then what? Everybody crashes. Wiped out? If it's a long night, yeah. So the nights vary? That's what I'm told. Oh, well, that figures. You want to get out of here? This bar? Mm-hmm. I'd love to. I'll take you. Where? Do you want to get out or not? Is it another place where I'll get stuck? Maybe you'll like it better. Okay. I'm game. I know. If Jack is with that two-bit babe, I swear I'm going to smack his ears off. Now he deserves it, the big ape. What kind of sucker does he think I am? Fifty bucks will get you a hundred. He's fooling around. He's going to come begging for mercy. He'll deny it. They always do. Not if I catch him red-handed. What a chump. Putting the screws to him. I'll bet she is. Once a chump, always a chump. Hey, where the hell are we? Beats me. Why is everything different? Maybe it isn't. Maybe we're different. What's that supposed to mean? What we think we see is different, but that's because we are different. I think you got the screw loose. 
God, the, the street is different again. Of course. Will this one end in a cul-de-sac? You never know. Can I safely assume this is all happening in my mind? Maybe it's happening in the monster's mind. Yeah. Well, that's what I was afraid of. You don't understand. No. Is your life what you want it to be? Do any of us get the life that we want? You get the life you make. Well, tell me. Do you get what you ask for? You just gotta know how to ask. <laughs> so, uh, where are we going? Where do you want to go? Well, I'd like to find Claudine. <sighs> That's what I figured. Okay. Up ahead, there's a footbridge. Oh. Where's it go? Over a canal. I don't recall a canal. What did you do? About what? You did something. You're different. Well, what do you mean? Forget it. How about a good night kiss? Oh, sure. After all I've done, that's what I get? Okay. Not bad. So long, wolf. Yeah. So long, you big bum. Come on, quit dragging your butt. Can't see more than three feet in front of me. Yeah, yeah. How do you find your way in this stuff? I don't. You seem to know where you're going. Nope, I just know how to know. Hmm, how do you know how to know? I don't know. Ah, you're riddling me. I'm speaking of instinct. You mean an intuition? Nah, I don't like big mushy words. <laughs> intuition isn't so mushy. Well, it sounds like a mouthful of marshmallows. Hmm. Sweet, soft, and puffy? That's right, pal. In this world, you lose your edge, you lose your life, get me? But if your edge gets turned on you, you can lose your hide. <laughs> your philosophy stinks, pal. We all know we're going to kick off someday. It's only a question of when. A dull edge doesn't mean a dull life. Yeah. <laughs> Try walking in my shoes. <laughs> you can be sharp without an edge. <laughs> what I need is a portable spittoon. You know how a spittoon got to be called a spittoon? No. When people used to spit their tobacco into a brass spittoon, it would give a little ding. Yeah? So guys would stand around, chewing tobacco, and spitting out tunes. <laughs> spitting tunes. Is that true? <laughs> true story. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I made that up. Don't 
for the day that I died And I kissed away a thousand tears My lady of the various sorrows Some begged, some borrowed, some stolen Some kept safe tomorrow On an endless night, silver star spangled The bells from the chapel went jingle
was a band from Italy called Raw Power with the song Why Do You Hate Us? And before that, we had Do You Love Me by Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds. Lisa, that was another one you picked. Yes. I always pretend that hopefully Nick is singing that to me. Do You Love Me? Once again, one of my favorites. As you can tell, I have a very limited CD collection, unfortunately. But did you share with your audience who we're seeing tonight, Michael? One of our, both one of our favorites. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, we started off the third hour with Part 10 of Jack Flanders and Tropical Hot Dog Night. Uh, as soon as we get done here, we're going over to Great American Music Hall here in San Francisco to see Rocky Erickson. Dig him much. And uh, you got to see him. He was amazing. How long ago? Not that long No, ago. not that long ago. Um, it was a sold-out crowd. And what was just so great, first of all, to see him alive and well, first of all. But the age of the, the crowd was much younger. So it was nice to see a whole new generation hearing, you know, his, his stuff. Because he's definitely unique, one of a kind, and his songs, <laughs> I Walk with the Zombie is one of my favorites. Yeah, I got to see him in July at Lollapalooza, and he was great. His voice, great form, his presence, playing guitar, great. He was beautiful. He really enjoyed, he looked like he really liked being there. He, the one thing I noticed, which is rare today, is when you see a performer finish and then shake everyone's hand in the front, and then he went back and shook everyone's hand again. Uh, he was truly uh, a gentleman, and uh, he stayed after and signed stuff for people. You can tell the age difference because there are people our age, Michael, bringing in 13th floor elevator records, and then you saw the younger crowd with their CDs. But uh, it was great to see him, and he should be really, um, really good to see again. Yeah, yeah, I can't wait. Um there's this documentary on the Minuteman called We Jammy Cano. And uh, you're in that. Yes. Once again, I think uh, there's, uh, what, three of us, four of us women <laughs> in that whole video, in that whole documentary. But, <coughs> yes, that um, that was an experience. I want to thank the, their names escaped me there, but those Keith kids were... Tim sweethearts. They were just really good people. Uh, it was great what they did. It preserved our, our history of 30 plus years and it was just uh, nice to reminisce and have uh, future generations be able to, to see D. Boone and see what he was all about and experience an experience that we shared. So it was, it was I felt honored. I was glad to be asked and glad to share. So, yeah, impressed the hell out of my parents. About, <laughs> yeah. What thought, do you think about hearing your own voice? Oh, and I sound like <laughs> I, I, I now know why a lot of people will call me sir on the phone. How long right. have you lived here now, Lee? It's going to be 13 years this um, January. It's, uh, I love my hometown, San Pedro. I never thought I'd be a Northern California person, but. The environment here is really, uh, people are really pretty nice. The music scene, 
everything's right here. I get to see you a lot. I get to see a lot of bands that I, you know, when you live in Pedro, you pretty much have to drive. Here, it's a few miles away. When your boyfriend's uh, at the Great American Music Hall, which is celebrating its 100th year. It's 100 years old this this year. Wow. And my dad used to see the fan dancers back in the day there. So it's got a lot of history, this town. A lot of good food, a lot of beautiful scenery. And, uh, yeah, it's it's a nice town, a really nice town. What do you think of the sea lions at Pier 39? Uh, once again, when you listen to them and you see them, you can see why they're all a bunch of males. But you know what's funny is they were trying to drive them away because they were in a... But then it became a sanctuary, and it's nice because they know to return there. They go out, they they go down to, what, San... U- what's the, the beach where they breed? They meet their females, and then they come back, and then they hang out till it's breeding season. So it's nice. Uh, I like nature when you got the Golden Gate Bridge right in back of them. And Alcatraz, you really can't ask for much more. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of a cool, cool thing. Hey, That's remember when the sea lions used to be in San Pedro? Yeah, we got remember them still. I well, no, remember when the, the fish market used to have oh, those, yeah. too, and the cement? But, you know, I... I you sent me pictures, kayak, right? right? You get pictures, right? Yep, that's right. You do send me that. does remind me of San Pedro and the sunsets. Pelicans. I have enough San Pedro sunsets. <laughs> it's like I'm sunrise still there. where you face east. They're not sunsets. But you have some sunsets, too. They're sunrises. Uh, thank God. The hills in the way, Lise. How do I get sunsets? <laughs> All I know is you give me my daily dose of Pedro. Uh, I forget that it can rises. be beautiful. And remember when we went there and we saw Fox and you gave us the tour? Michael yeah. knows more about my hometown than I know about it. And I came from Virginia. Yeah. <laughs> but you have put San Pedro on the map. So it's now Pedro is at least known. But uh, no, uh, it, was, it's, it was a nice town to grow up. It's changed a lot. But... You know, when your father is there, we I have some roots there, so it's my hometown. You don't come visit a lot. <laughs> because there's not... Well, there's, <laughs> that's a tough call. You have to remember, my parents still live there. I love my sister. But, uh, yeah, Pedro, it's changed. It's kind of sad to see it now. It's... It's become. Remember, Michael, when we had the fishing, when we were a fishing town, when we had the canneries going. Yeah, see, I grew up with that. So to now to see it, it just looks like, you know, a bunch of boats. But my parents have a beautiful, beautiful harbor. You know, they built some lofts downtown. And I heard the skateboard scene, man. That was that's that's really developed since I've been gone. Yeah, there's a skate park. I did some benefits to help get that built. And there's cats like Andy Harris and Vinny Vegas. And a lot more younger people into the time. scene than when we were there. It was just, well, yeah. now it's just like, it's a whole new generation of I people. I got a drummer to- with the Missing Men, Raul. He's 20 years younger, and he's part of this. Uh, I mean, there's quite a punk scene in Pedro now. There's actually, there's people from Orange County who move to Pedro <laughs> okay that's interesting <laughs> that's interesting yeah but I can tell just from what you've been telling me that the scene really hasn't I mean before Sacred Grounds we really 
Well, remember a couple of gigs in San Pedro. Remember the one at the Star Theater? <laughs> we didn't have the best venues. Boom put those yep. gigs on. Yep. He changed the name to the Union for it because we'd have to drive so far to Hollywood. So why not have one in our town? <laughs> and he'd like start them earlier so we could get to work. <laughs> I remember there was no windows in that place. It was oh, just yeah. so dark. <laughs> But it was only a few blocks away. You're yeah. right from Dennis's house, and from our Those lovely. Clubs don't have windows anyway, do they? <laughs> and then what was the other place? Uh, um, what was Capone's. the mixed food place we'd go to and eat? Capone's. Right there. What? Yeah. Remember? Well, no. What Burrito was the factory? And then we, we had the place out in Long Beach. That was a cool place to have gigs. It was the suburban lawns practice pad? Yep. But Long Beach was the next place. Remember, it was what was that place in the mall of all? Fender? Bogarts. No, Fenders. Fenders Bogarts. was downtown. Those were clubs that were at least driving distance. But then you wouldn't get to go to Pink's after the gig, so it was worth it to go to Hollywood. <laughs> okay, let's play some more music. <laughs> Thank you. 
just Italian We then go singing better The language wrong But the thrill of the song It seems like a destroy is mad Oh dear Please let me call you What I write Just a song Like your records Just a song Anything that I crash down Seconds before Can see this line of rain illuminate They are coming in to hit me to the wall But you hit me to hit me once for all I sail alone to the on you see yeah I need someone to fuck what I
That was a song you picked, Lise. Get a grip on yourself by the Stranglers. You know they're still torn, but oh not with the singer. Yeah. Oh, it's always nice to hear that those old guys are still playing music today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, before that, we had Captain Swing with "Stealing Your Music" <laughs> and uh, Uki Funa. By Go Go Seven One Eight Eight, that's a bad name. <laughs> and we started with Highway Code. By now, uh, we just had an earthquake. Yep, five point five supposedly here. Of course, Michael and I did we not feel it. <laughs> we're probably the only the two people show. here in the city. <laughs> feel it? Your animals didn't feel no, it. No, my cats are on the bed there. They're not even. 
for yeah, so much for their so so much for their sixth sense of what's going on. But yeah. they're going our house. Well, your here. cats are interesting. <laughs> Tell us about them. Well, we have uh, as we call them our furry babies, and um, basically, I have one of them. I work for an embroidery company, uh, and basically, the kitten was starting to rip apart the thread on the machine, so. I was told, if you don't take the cat tonight, he won't be here tomorrow. So I got my cat Gizmo, and then we uh, rescued two wild, um, solid gray cats. Distinctive personalities? (laughs) Well, yes. One's damaged, like his mom, I guess. And then the other two were raised by my boyfriend, and they're much more more adjusted. But... uh, I keep them all indoors, and um, it's the first time I've ever had animals that I keep strictly indoors, but they seem to get along pretty well, and no, I have... Back what? in your Pedro days, huh? <laughs> Do you remember the man? I remember the man. I remember cat, man, dude. Yes. Your cat was uh, the first cat that I ever spent any time with that made me decide that I would like to get cats. Because you uh, had some Pedro cats. Yes. and But I was a dog. I grew up a dog yeah, lover. I know, but, but after the man. Oh, after your man cat, yeah. He was... Matter of fact, your cat made it to where I not only wanted cats, but I wanted all gray cats. And that's basically what I've had most of my life. But Michael's... Well, what those cats that you had? I had a boy, which was given to me by your sister yeah. Melinda, who saved him from some children who were not being very kind to him. And so she gave us, once again, your sister, Melinda, got to turn us on, and then I've had cats ever since. There was another cat. Cat Dwight. Dwight. No, they ended up getting uh, eaten by coyotes. Dwight was eaten by coyotes, unfortunately. But not in Pedro. No, no. And uh, what was funny is uh, him and Boy, I had moved... I moved to Texas for 11 months, and uh, I had to give up my cats, so somebody's, uh, my friend Cassie's mom was kind enough to take them both, but what happened is, as soon as Boy um, developed a health issue, the next day, Dwight walked out into the night, and that's when the coyotes got him. But I hold no grudge, it's just the circle of life. Yeah. Now my cats will never be eaten by coyotes because they never leave my apartment, but that's another story. (laughs) These cats have never been outside, have they? Well, when you, I mean, I live, what, half of, not even half a block from the baseball park here in San Francisco, so, yeah, it's, it's not really an environment conducive. Plus, we're a big dog town. San Francisco has quite a large dog population, so it's very animal friendly. A little right. bit obsessive, animal friendly, but <laughs> no. But you do have your Golden Gate Park. Hey, we have bison. We that have ain't buffalo. right by here, though. No, it's not. You but it's in hike. our town. Yeah. Okay. I don't know too many parks that can say Actually, they have San buffalo. San Francisco's kind of a small. Seven miles. Yeah. That's across. It. Right. Can actually hoof it. So for a big city. And here's a girl who grew up having a car since she was sixteen. I moved to San Francisco, and I haven't had a car since. 
I mean, it's Michael can vouch. It's very easy not to have him. Yeah, here, in fact, so. having one's kind of tough because <laughs> of the parking. Michael can vouch, yeah. and Richard Bonney can vouch. Yeah, yeah, Richard Bonney. You know, he's been on the Watt from Pedro show before. He's a plumber friend of mine. I met him washing pots and pans at the Pedro Hospital, San Pedro Peninsula Hospital. Now, little company, Mary. Oh. Yeah, I told you. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that was yeah. the ex name. Boy. Yeah. they no longer a doctor hospital. They're part of the uh, Catholic thing. But anyway, Richard, how long has he been living here now? He's, he's you and Over Kenny's six, I think, give or take six months now, yeah. Six months. I have, he's been uh, I have a little here. piece of Pedro with me now every right, day. Right. <laughs> he's the brother you never had. Yeah. <laughs> he was an enigma, but he's not anymore. At least he grew up with two sisters, son. Yeah. My parents wanted boys. But no, uh, Richard moved up here, and San Francisco afforded him a plumbing job. That, right away. Right away. I mean, his first job, he called. And being we have such a high cost of living up here, that's the bad thing about our town. And New York, I think, is the only other town that's as expensive to live as ours. But uh, Richard was able to get a really decent job, and... We have quite a large apartment. But plus, he doubles up and works he doubles with Kenny he, yeah. at the Great American Music Hall. He'll be there tonight. Yeah. Working. Seeing lots of good was music. Was there last night? Uh, Backstage managing. That was his first. Really? For Thurston. Yeah. For Thurston's yeah. gig. He did they a great job. That. Everybody was sweet. The hall uh, is I saw Don nice Holiday, right? I first worked for her at the Slims. She loves you. And she, yeah, she's beautiful people. And uh, God, I haven't played Slims in a while. Underneath the Bay Bridge, on one of the piers, is they have the Warp Tours. Right. Did you come see me? Oh yes. Yeah. Remember, I remember. Remember the the I've gentleman in the wheelchair who was up on the stage singing, and we, he was amazing. He knew all the words, and f- he knew. That was a fun gig. Remember, we got sunburned on one side of our face, <laughs> <laughs> but it was like, yeah, because we knew all the songs that were on the list. Yeah. Now, um, uh, when you first came to town, you weren't in this pad. No. You were at this place not uh, too far away. Another warehouse. Jeez, right. are you noticing a theme here? And yeah. I remember Conkin. We were playing a gig. We came and conked at your pad. And uh, I remember having a little blankie. <laughs> and a piece of cardboard. <laughs> and a piece of cardboard. <laughs> and then popping in the morning and seeing the whole ceiling... Mosquitoes. Yeah, we lived by that chicken processing plant. Yeah, it's standing water in the bottom. But I remember seeing all them mosquitoes, and then uh, yeah, there's no bites on my arms or anything because I was under that blankie. But it just went up to my neck. So when I went and looked in the mirror to piss, and went to piss, and then looked in the mirror and. All the mosquitoes had been feeding on my face. face. Remember, Nels refused to stay. You guys look like you had the measles. I felt so, everyone felt so bad. Oh, my but face was a giant pincushion for was, all them beaks to be eaten. In it me. was. Just, it was. It, their mosquitoes were so big that they would go oh. in front of my TV screen, and you, you couldn't miss well, them. Yeah. Remember? Now, the place I've been playing I'm with my own music a lot lately has been Bottom of the Hill. Which is a lovely little... I like that club. It's cool. Walking distance from here. Right. And then 13 Galaxies is just like somebody's locker room. (laughs) You played there. 
I think I'm going to be there. Yeah, How that's a galaxies? weird venue layout, kind of. How with many the galaxies? Upstairs. 13. No, 12. 12? Oh, it's the guy who carries the religious sign. Yeah. That says we have a lot of sign carriers. <laughs> the end is near type of stuff. So I'm going to be there in two weeks with Sisters in the Pit. Well, with Dose. And Dose is playing with Sisters in the Pit. They're sweethearts. Yeah, great man. Kira's a sweetheart, Sisters in the Pit, all good women, good women. It was an honor to be asked. Actually, uh, the week before, Dose does four gigs with Joe Lally's new solo band. Joe Lally plays bass for Fugazi. And Ian's going to be out with his evens. He's on tour right now, too. Uh-huh. But So I got five Dose gigs coming. I got a lot of gigs coming up. You've always had a lot of gigs coming up, Michael. You are, you are the gig master. Right, but a lot of them are in SoCal. But I do come up to your town to do that. Yes. Okay, so. Hotel Roland. Yes, we've had seven. What is seven guys? I think is on my 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 maximum here. We've had, with Joe Biza was here. Remember, Raul's been here bunches. Tom Watson. Um, Tom Watson just had his 1966 Volkswagen stolen from him. Remember when they parted yours out one part at a time out in front of your ma's pad on Western? Yeah. I came back from tour, and I parked it at her pad while I was gone, and it was a nightmare. Uh, Let's play some more music. Okay.
Victoria by the Hanson Brothers. Now, Hanson Brothers are a couple of brothers with, uh, with another cat. Hence the name Hanson Brothers? No, but they're actually the Wright Brothers. They have a band called No Means No. And they do this kind of hockey tribute band thing. <laughs> oh, there you go. And uh, they come from a town called Victoria. And so they change the lyrics of the Kink song to reflect talking about their hometown since we've been talking so much about ours and before that we had a song that you picked from a Northern Ireland band called Stiff Little Fingers Alternative Ulster I saw them way back in those days Uh, you know what too too bad we didn't um, have some Lemon kittens. Oh, daddy got a hammer. Daddy get a hammer. I want to talk to you about this trip. You know, we just had some big ass fires in SoCal. Now, I've missed because I've been driving all around the U.S. last few weeks, but there's some bad fires there, right? And one of the worst places hit was Lake Arrowhead. Yep. Now, one time we did a trip, uh, Dirk, myself, uh, Nanny, and you went up. Big bear. I think uh, Big Bear, uh, Big bear Dirk had a uh, cabin there. His parents, yeah. And uh, we were listening to some Lemon Kittens. 
Do you remember? They scared you. They kind of made you feel well, there was well, something hauntingly haunting well, about that. There was a bunch that. of L in our head. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, I didn't want to say that on the air. But if you're a company, we were frying our brains out. Yes. And I remember that, much like with Dee Boone and the Disraeli Gears album, in your face, Lisa, you're tripping. Um, and then it being in the dark, and remember the moth-filled rug? And then you... Michael decides to stoke the fireplace with catalogs that had ink on them. So we were on a lot more than just the LSD that trip. But the Lemon Kittens were for the, the Lemon Kittens. Yeah, right. There was one album called We Buy a Hammer for, <laughs> for Daddy. Daddy. And then one called Cake Beast. <gasps> oh my gosh, now you're really digging deep. Cake Beast, that is. <laughs> That's a good name. I've forgotten about that one. They were, and then also Dirk had some recording of Basil Rathbone no. reading Edgar Allan Poe, oh. a black cat, and the Raven, and the, Raven. And the Telltale. Wasn't it Vincent Price? I think it was Basil. I Rathbone. think it was Vincent Price. Because we we're like, oh, where the fuck did you get Vincent Price? But yeah, you can tell. Okay, maybe I'm wrong, but I don't know. But it was pretty intense on us. <laughs> it's only because we are Now, hot. earlier, that was at the nighttime. And we canoed. That's where we were Canoe trip to, to death. We uh, got in a canoe and was on Lake Arrowhead, right? No, Big Bear Lake. Oh, we were on Big Bear yes. Lake. Yes. What was near there? No, it's Big Bear Lake. I remember when I almost lost my life. And my canoe. No, what happened was Lise freaks out stands no, up no, in a canoe. No, no, no. Let's get this straight. You and Nanny rammed our canoe. You, me and Dirk. And of course, me and Dirk not only have a canoe, but we are the canoe with the cooler well, you, in it. Yeah, but you freak out and stand up your and canoe, tip your fucking canoe over. Your canoe went so up Lise, over the side. <laughs> Remember, and then it took on water, Michael. Oh, yeah. We were all, all, all in the water. We had to flip them back <laughs> over. Yeah. And then the guy took us to the opposite side. And I'm like, going, you bastard, why did you take it? And then we canoed against the yeah. wind. Yeah. But you know what? We made it back. It was fun. And I had bruises under my arms from clinging to the side of that canoe. <laughs> you go, let's race. And then all of a sudden it was like, your tip of your canoe came off the side of us. I think you were all. having period. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I had to come back and go to the doctors. I almost bled to death. <laughs> Good times. Those were good times. Yeah. <laughs> hey, whose car did we drive up? Cake in? beast. Do we drive up in yours or Dirk's Mustang? Who's remember when Dirk had the mock? No, but I think it was my VW. We were cramming in the bug. <laughs> but I remember the cake beast. We weren't very we weren't very athletic I as a group. The lemon kittens. So too bad we don't have that music to play. That would be great. So look. It's the point of all this, you would like to forever live in the old days. You got it, if I could. <laughs> I'm 47 now to be, to be, to be young again. Now, you live and you learn. It's an, like I said, it's, it's made me the person I am to some degree. But I'm glad to be <coughs> alive and now able I'm to look back on too, it too. Lisa, look, I love you, I'm Michael. I'm glad that you're on the show. I love you back. I'm very glad you were on the show. Thank you for being my guest. And I think it's the first time I've done a radio show in San Francisco, but to uh, get to relive some old days with you. Thank you so much. And thank you, And sharing Michael. it with the listeners. Okay, this is October 30th, 2007 edition of the Wild from Pedro Show. 
keep your powder dry.